on this episode of Building Men, confidence, authenticity, the universe, and dodging shitballs. Welcome to the Building Men Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Meralda. to the building men podcast this is dennis morale the building men is geared toward helping you become the strongest version of yourself mentally spiritually emotionally and physically i'm really happy to be joined today by sean nixon sean is an individual one of the most interesting fascinating people that i've ever met in my entire life life and i'm really excited for the audience to get to know sean today so sean is a strength and conditioning coach he's a personal trainer he's a co-host of the bridge podcast he's one-third of the infinity project and now he's going to be a part of the future of building men so sean i just wanted to to take a moment just to introduce you and to welcome you aboard and i want to appreciate so show my appreciation for you coming on the podcast today dan thanks for everything man it's a privilege and i'm honored to be here brother Absolutely. So, Sean, I mean, think about this. And so now we got to know each other a couple months ago. My brother, Anthony, introduced us to one another. We got to know each other a little bit. And we started talking about, you know, maybe working together uh, around this infinity project that has been out there a little bit on Instagram. And then we also had this idea of maybe we can make things work with building men because you have such a unique perspective on life and your journey is a wild scene on how you got from where you were to where you are now. So let's start off with kind of how you got into the, into the realm of, you know, motivational speaking, coaching and, and physical fitness. Like how did you get to where you started with and maybe to kind of take us along that journey? So it's crazy that we only known each other for a couple of months, right? Cause what I, one of the things I live by is your vibe, the tracks, your tribe. And it's, I told you, as soon as I met Anthony, we were brothers immediately yeah. because of our background where we never, ever crossed paths but it felt like we did. So it was the same thing when I met you. I was like, oh, this is perfect. We're, we're going places. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything works out perfectly always. Like, even if you don't think it is, like you said, that's how I got here now. So basically I uh, was working construction for like 10 years. And it was one of those things where working hard, liking what I do, but not loving life. Yeah. And just in that cycle of like, waiting for Friday to get your paycheck to buy pizzas and beers. And then on Sunday night, you get that feeling where your whole Sunday evening is ruined because you're just dreading Monday morning and you're literally just working for the weekend and I'm just eating and drinking my life away. And then, um, at a certain point, I just kept working a shitty job because I figured I could only work on like one thing at a time until we came up with the concept of the layers of health in the human experience. So what I mean by that is I dove headfirst just into physical fitness. And then eventually I got into mental stuff and I never even played with emotional or spiritual things until a couple of years ago. But, um, basically, um, to skip midway through the story, I lost 150 pounds read every single book there is on fitness and nutrition, uh, went to a bunch of seminars, this and that. And I was like training people for free because I was going to the gym every single day. And somebody said to me, why don't you do this for a living? You're so good at it. And I was like, looking back, it was definitely meant to be because it felt good. It wasn't one of those things where you had to think with your brain and your ego. I felt it in my heart and soul. 
But my brain was confused. I was like, nobody ever, I never thought about that before because I was just working construction. Like I never thought about like a bigger picture other than like maybe owning a construction company, staying in the same lane and moving up. Yep. But I was already the manager. So it was like, whatever. So then um, he has me interview uh, at the gym with our friend, Joe Sergio. I think yes. I told you the story. Yes. And um, I come with this resume. He's like, it's impressive for like, you're a manager here. You've done this, you've done that. But like, there's no fitness background whatsoever. Like, how could I hire you like this? And he goes, why don't you take a year, six months to a year, study for the, like a personal training exam. Um, and when you pass your certification, come back and I'll interview you again. And I go, all right, I'll see you next week. And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, I'm going to take it next Tuesday and I'll see you on Wednesday. And he goes, dude, it's a, it's a lot of money and it's very hard. And he's like, people study for six months and they're not ready. And then they have to pay the full thing again. So just so you know, like if you fail the test, you got to pay the full money again. We have so many kids that study for six, 12 months and they can't even pass the test. I go, I'll see you next Wednesday. And I got a 97 on the test. And uh, when he hired me, medium-sized company, um, 10 locations, I became the first one, the fastest one to get a promotion. And then the first one that they hired for this new position that they created for me, essentially, um, as like a mentorship, leadership, teaching and education role. And twice a week, I did workshops and uh, seminars and stuff for like teaching coaches and personal trainers how to be better trainers. Um, and so let me ask you this then. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, as a former principal, I had to interview a thousand different people for different positions, you know, working in a school system. And there were a couple people in my career that have stuck out to me where I would interview them. And there was just something about that person, no matter what it was, I would say, I either remember them for something really positive on an interview or maybe something really fucking fucked up on an interview. I'd say like, yeah. that guy looked like he took a shirt out of a can. Cause it was so fucking wrinkled that I'll never forget that dude. Um, but to, to be on an interview and you know, as I'm say, I'm interviewing you and letting you know, listen, come back in six months and you say, I'll be back next Wednesday. That one showed an extreme level of confidence in yourself and belief. And that's one of those things where, you know, as a, you know, a prospective employer that would have stuck out to me. I would say, I would never forget, no matter whether or not you pass the test or not, right. that's something that would never, I would never lose sight of that. You know, that you had that ability. What was it? Where did you find that confidence in yourself to say, I'll be back here next Wednesday? I'm glad you said that because to me, confidence is everything, uh, everything in everything. And it's just, I've been through so much that nobody can stop me because I understand that limiting beliefs and all that are just constructs that society or, or your parents or peers or people put on you. You can do anything that you believe. And like I said, once I, I should have died so many times then between car accidents, drug overdoses, attempted suicides, and just crazy shit in my teens and early 20s that once I got out of that um, and lost 150 pounds and got to all these fitness goals, I felt like I could do anything like whatsoever. And I'm big now into like the definition and the hidden meanings of words and entomology of words and the word belief. It means be live. Right. So whatever you think, whatever you believe, that's going to be your life. And that's just how I operate, man. Like I always round up to the nearest hundred. Like if there's a 1% chance I could get the job, I got it. It's mine. It's a hundred percent. If it's a 1% chance that this girl might like me, it's a hundred percent. I'm going out with her hundred percent. I'm just going to round up. Cause why not? You know, like if you're going to work a job or do something that you don't like and you might fail, 
that sounds like a lose-lose. So why not do something I love and take a risk? That's the way I think about it. And there's so many people in society that are trying to push you down. And, and a lot of the things that you hear are in a negative space. And it's really easy to get kind of sucked into that, looking at social media in a negative way, watching the news, even just like people that are in your circle. And that's why I, I totally believe that tribe mentality that you had in the beginning. And you're kind of the, the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're constantly hearing these negative things that are coming your way, your mind has a way to kind of attach to that. So you want to always stay in that positive mindset and think it's already yours. This has already happened. We're just waiting for time to catch up with us, right? That's it. That's, that's for real. And so you mentioned before, so now you're, you're at this spot where you were in construction for a decade and you're, and I could relate. Mine wasn't in the construction world. It was in the education world where you just are like, okay, what's the next thing that I'm going to do for me? It was like, okay, I'm a principal now. What do I do? Do I take the certification to become a superintendent? And then I work with boards of education and I lose track of kids and I'm just pushing papers around and making policy. Or do I take this kind of leap of faith? So you decided to take this leap of faith. You said you, you had lost 350 pounds. What I wanted to know is, was there a like a clearly defined moment where you would, would say, you know, I was this guy who weighed 370 pounds or whatever it was. Um, and I was drinking and, you know, eating a ton of pizza. And then there was this thing that happened or was it just like slowly your mind changed a little bit and slowly you kind of decided to go in a different direction. So everything, that's a great question. Everything layers on as far as like, where I am today as this perfect masterpiece work of art, who's still a work in progress and getting better 1% every single day. But, I, but just to answer your question, the first thing that popped into my head is uh, I was in my early twenties and I was homeless. A couple of times I was homeless, like sleeping in my car and then I didn't have a car and I was sleeping in my work van in the back without the boss even knowing and shit. And I would just show up for work, but he didn't know I was like sleeping in the parking lot. And um, so a buddy of mine found out and said, I could sleep on his couch. So I'm sleeping on his couch. And I can't remember like what sparked it for me. Cause I never, I haven't exercised at all since um, high school sports and stuff. And uh, where I was sleeping on the couch had a view of his like workout room by the garage. And I can't even tell you what you could say, whatever, God, the universe, some stupid thing in my head. I said, I fucking got this type of spark where I was like, I'm going to run a mile on that treadmill just to prove to myself if I could do it. Like, are you really a fat, lazy piece of shit that deserves to die? Like you keep telling yourself and you're just going to lay here and fucking drink every single day and do it and hate yourself. Or can you really run a mile on this treadmill? And I'll never forget uh, my, my brother, Nick Match's house. And I got on that treadmill then and I ran three miles when my goal was one. And then I did 10 sets of every exercise on the stupid uh, home gym thing. And then I swam 10 laps in the pool all in like an hour. And I just went for it. And after that, once again, I was like, I was like, oh, nobody can stop me from doing anything. And then from there, you learn nutrition yeah. and then you learn mindset. And then I start reading about Buddhism. And then I start, you know what I mean? The meditation and yoga and then different diets and then the keto diet and fasting and vegetarian and this and that. And, and then you just get deeper and deeper and deeper because that's just my mindset. Like I'm either going to not do something or I'm going to do it all the way. And so I, I totally agree with, I think the physical comes first. When you're trying to make some kind of a shift in your life, I think the physical has to come first. I honestly believe you can have the greatest intention in the world and you, could, you can put these great vibes out there and you could research and you can learn, but until you do, it sits there. And even for me, I, I know I can speak from experience, 
before I started this podcast, it was something I always wanted to do. I ran a building men group for kids as a principal, and it was just something I loved to do. And I was like, I'm going to write a book about this one day, or I'm going to do. And once I decided I was going to do a podcast, it kind of sat there for a while too. And it was like, one day, one day. And I just, I could see it up on the shelf. I would look at it, admire it and say, one day I'm going to be the guy that does that. I had a moment where I still remember I was like at this lost spot in my life. I was depressed. I was overweight. I was just a total mess going through a separation and divorce. It was just like, who, who am I? What am I doing here? Like, what is my, my call to being on this planet? And I was like, it was building men was a thing that I thought about. Like that was one thing that I knew I made a difference in someone else's life. So I was like, but where do I start? And so I needed to start with fitness first. I needed to start moving first and changing the way that I looked, but it wasn't more like aesthetically. It was more just so I could, you know, play my kids and like, and, and do things like that. And then once I started to see a little bit of momentum there, then the other pieces started to layer in. So for you, it was that, you know, initial step, like you, you saw the gym and you're like, I need to fucking go get after this. And you, you know, think about going from not doing anything to running three miles. You know, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge shift. Weighing 300 and something pounds with no plan and no idea or whatever. But I mean, thank yeah, God and, or, like kept up with you there, right? I mean, yeah, well, once again, I don't fucking think about these details. I just go and figure it out later. Ready, but, fire. Yeah, since that day, since that day, I have not missed a workout. Not one. Like, not that I haven't taken days off, but, right. I but it was, a, it was scripted. In that. And, you know, I don't like uh, the company Nike or whatever. I don't, I don't mess with them anymore because of their political views and whatnot. But here's the thing. They have not changed their slogan since day one. What, 1984, 1985, since their inauguration? Just do it. It's the best fucking one. Yeah. It's the best one. And there's so many times you can you can sit there and talk yourself out of different things. And we've talked about this, too. And I, the other reason I, I think it's been great kind of working with you and with my brother and with Greg, who people will meet over the next couple of weeks, is that there's this level of accountability. Right. It's really easy to let yourself down. But when you're when you're part of that tribal sense and you know that there, there are other people counting on you and that are going to be holding you accountable. So did, was there a, a person along your journey that you would say served as kind of a guide or a mentor or a coach that really helped you kind of, you know, tune into that idea? Yeah, me. I'm, I'm my own guru. I'm my own coach. Not that everybody has to do it on their own, but everybody has to take personal responsibility to do their part. And then you outsource or delegate and go to professionals for certain help at certain things. But I'm uh, as self-made as it gets. And I'm the one that keeps myself accountable. But I also like what you're saying, where we're working so well as a team where like me showing up, you don't got to worry about me showing up. But yeah, as you see with the computer shit and everybody's playing to their strengths yes. on this team. And I really love that because that's, that's how you level up and get better at this point. Cause I've come so far, like I said, with me being the only guy saving me and I want to let everybody out there know no one is coming to save you except for you but you got to get the ball rolling and then like you said you look for your teammates when you're out there and I also think too there are while you were able to do that yourself I mean for me there were the decision came it has to come internally like you can't look for another person to tell you it's time to do this you'll hear shit from from different sources the decision has to come from yourself but then once you get to that point, who were the people that maybe it was like, 
something that you read. Maybe it was a podcast you listened to, a book, uh, you know, a motivational speech. Who were the people out there that, that you looked up to? Like, you know what? What they're saying resonates with me, and I want to be able to inspire someone else like they inspired me. So for me, the first two names that pop into my head, or maybe, maybe I'll give you three, because uh, you and I are sports fans, so I always go yeah. there in my mind. When you were talking before about like society and pressures and negativity and haters and all this, I love that shit. I'm on the Tom Brady, Michael Jordan shit. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. He's in the gym the very next day. And yeah. he's won the Super Bowl six times. And and they, and every single time they interview him, he goes, they, they counted us out. They all, the media said we couldn't do it. And everybody's like, Tom, you win every year. What are you talking about? He's like, he's like, this is a chip on my shoulder. There's haters. You, have you seen the, the, the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary? One of my favorite experiences ever. I watch that with my son. Dude, he would make up shit to put in the media just because, oh, you're saying, oh, I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. I've already proved everything to myself. I don't need another pat in the back. I'm going to prove you wrong. So those would be, I would say Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady would be the answer. That. That's so interesting. And I think of the Jordan thing. And I remember just watching the, the, um, the, the, the documentary. There were times that he would like make up a fight with Craig Elo in his head yeah. or like, or whatever, just because he was like, wait, this person doubted me. I'm coming. To this. Yeah. And they're like, and they could they they were he could see the fear in their eyes. Like, Whoa, I, I never said anything there. I didn't do That's that. Yes, and those type of people, the Brady's, the Jordans, the Tysons, as soon as they see the fear, you're fucking dead because he knows that he's in your head now. And that's Mike Tyson the whole time. I'm the I'm the greatest, Muhammad Ali. He was saying, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. He's talking to himself. He's not talking shit to nobody else. He's putting that out in the universe so his subconscious knows he can do this shit. Yeah. Those are my favorite interviews. Uh, Michael, Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson, where uh, Tyson's like, I, I can't even believe the audacity of these guys coming in with their primitive skills. They're as good as dead. I win before that fucking bell even rings. That's how I think. It's already over. You're already dead. Who the fuck is coming in second place? That's what I want to know, because I'm already winning. So as we're talking here, you talked about, we talked about the confidence of going in on that job interview saying, I'll be back here next Wednesday. Is this something where do you feel like you've had this level of confidence your whole life or was it you, you were able to go through these changes and you're like, you know what? I can change. I could change the world right now. Yeah. That's what it is. You cultivate it. Cause I was always the exact opposite. I was head down, shit in my pants, kicking the can down the road with the cloud hanging over my head all the time. And I would always repeat these things that were just bullshit stories in my head. Oh, you're fat, you're lazy, you're poor, you're worthless, all these things. But here's the thing, you can't believe all the stories that are in your head. You're not, your thoughts, those thoughts are just coming and going. The only ones that are real are the ones that you feed and believe into. Um, so I, I came from uh, a lot of negative circumstances and adversities in my childhood. So that was built into my subconscious. But once I read enough and experienced enough, I was like, oh, I don't have to be in this little box and cubicle and, like I said, limiting beliefs that teachers and parents and society and peers put on me. I can do anything I want. And once I once you accomplish some things, there's nothing better in life. I mean, there's nothing better feeling than setting a goal and achieving it and having adversity and overcoming it. There's there's nothing better than that. So once once you get that, you can do it with anything. So as people are listening to this right now, I know a lot of the people that listen, they do struggle with confidence. A lot of the people that reach out is like, a lot of the questions are like, what do I do to gain confidence in this specific area? And the first thing you have to do is start. 
You have to start moving. But if somebody were to say to you, like, Sean, like, what can I do to improve my own self-confidence? What would you say to them? First of all, it's what are you good at and what do you love? Because the meaning of life, everybody always uh, philosophizes and pontificates on what's the meaning of life. The meaning of life is to be your true, authentic self, to find your path and walk it and be the best person that you can. So it's, it's like... Don't be a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer because your parents want to, because the TV said so. Do what your heart desires. Now, when you're young, that's confusing because you got to try a bunch of different things. So the first thing is awareness, self-awareness of your strengths and weaknesses. Then it's curiosity of trying a bunch of shit. I'm like, oh, that sucked. And I sucked at it. Or, oh, that was I was great at that and I liked it. All right. So now you're on to something. And then when you find what you're good at, I say, push all the chips in the middle and go hundred percent. So to answer your question, you basically need to schedule a to-do list because that's going to increase. Now, if you want to get scientific dopamine and serotonin, the neurotransmitters in the brain that are your reward systems, right. your feel good chemicals. Um, when you wake up in the morning, I know you have a nice uh, a journal and a notebook that you keep as far as your daily to-do list. And it feels good to knock those things off the yep. list. So that applies no matter if you're in school or you have a job or you're an entrepreneur or anything. Make a to-do list and make you... The most important relationship I have in my life then is with me. And that's not selfish because the only thing I can do to save the world and make the world better is make me better because I can't change anything on the outside. I can, you know, once again, Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. When you raise your vibration and get yourself healthier and more confident, that rubs off on the people around you and it brings up everything. You can't worry about outside circumstances. You can only take personal responsibility for your shit. And that's it. You hit the nail on the head. It's something that I, I mentioned in a podcast. One of the earlier podcasts I did was kind of the foundations of masculinity. And what I started to talk about were the different things that, you know, in my opinion, um, men needed to realize. And about relationships, I, it was a little bit controversial, but I said, like, you're, the most important relationship is not with your significant other. It's not with your, your children, with your parents, with your friends. It's with you. It has to start there. Because if you can't look at yourself in the mirror, in the eyes and say, you know what, I'm doing right by me first. And I can speak for myself. I was showing up in a way where I didn't, I wasn't taking care of me. I, and I wasn't the best me that I could have been. And I look at my kids and I'm telling my kids like, Hey, do this, this, and this. And I wasn't doing it myself. That's a problem, right? Like that's, that's where it, but so it has to start inside. So that might be number two then. So if the first thing is find what you love and make a to-do list and set goals and go towards that. Number two is your passion to have a purpose in life that has to be bigger than you. So for you, it sounds like it was your kids. Like you felt like you were bullshitting by not uh, doing something that you were telling them to do. Right. So let's find somebody else not to keep you accountable, but to be accountable for, does that make sense? It does. But for you, it was your kids for somebody else. It could, could be anything. It could be like you do with uh, Tomas. Hey, right at eight o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And remind him because now you're working together because he's told you, Hey, uh, you didn't post today or whatever. And you're like, all right, thank you. Oh, you absolutely will. And it's interesting too. I just did a, um, a video <laughs> post for the rebuild program. And there were two things for this week. And I talked about the idea of a ripple effect and how, oh, how that one little, that one little pebble, that one stone that you throw out can have a, you know, a lasting impact on other people. And I said, think about when the, when the stone first hits, it, it has to be at you. So you need to start by making sure you're taking care of yourself. And then after you're really truly taking care of yourself, what can you do for someone else 
that you have no expectation of any reciprocity. I'm, I'm going to do something because it's the right thing to do for another human being. And again, that comes back around, in my opinion. I think when you put stuff out there like that in the universe, it'll find its way back to you, but it, it has to be done in a genuine way. I'm not doing this to get a, you know, to get a back rub. I'm not doing this to get an extra scoop of ice cream. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yep. The universe is a boomerang. Whatever you put out there is coming right back to you. I promise you that 100%. Now you can go, you can study uh, Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza and they'll explain quantum physics to you to prove that to you if you want some scientific facts. But I will tell you from experience, if you're putting negative bullshit out there and you're talking to yourself poorly and treating people poorly, that's how the universe is going to see you. And if you want to use the word God, people say God is a mirror. Whatever you're putting out there, that's what's looking back at you every single time. So when you start thinking positively, now maybe for some people, like you said, if you're stuck and you don't have, you think you don't have confidence and you're stuck in a rut, you got to kind of force it in the beginning. And um, that's what's weird. And people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, people say fake it till you make it. And it rhymes and it's cool and it's not wrong, but they hate the word fake. I say faith it till you make it. Believe in yourself so much and believe in the universe that in the beginning, you got to force a little, uh, a little smile and a little better posture and a little better self-talk. Like your subconscious is running 100% of the time and it doesn't use logic or reason. It believes every single thing that you say all the time. Yep. So that's why I was saying like with Muhammad Ali, he's like, I must be the greatest. I am the greatest. And everybody's like, look at this guy talking shit or whatever. It's his brain now believes. And once again, he didn't understand. It was 40 years before Joe Dispenza did the studies of those are the waves and particles he's putting out in the quantum field to show the universe what path he's trying to go on to. I am the champion. I am the greatest. And then the universe is like, oh, that's what he wants. All right, let's take him there. And think about it this way. If you're looking for someone to follow along on a specific path, so you're looking for someone to lead you down a path of physical fitness or mental health or spirituality, you're going to go with someone that truly believes in themselves first. You know, so if you're looking to, to lead other people or to follow that, you know, passion that you have in your life, you're going to be looking for people that 100% believe in themselves. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to take financial advice from a, from a homeless guy, right? Everybody's got their own thing that they're good at. So that would, that might be the third thing is seek out professionals or experts in different fields of where you can pick their brain and ask good questions. Maybe not necessarily like work with them, but find people, like you said, you're, you're a sum of the closest five people to you. So if you're hanging out with bums, that's what you're going to be. I mean, what, what is that? Uh, Pena? He's like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Absolutely. And if you start hanging out with successful people, four successful people, you're going to be the fifth. And if you're hanging out with four bums, you're going to be the fifth bum. And that's just what it is. The other thing that I've recognized about the space that we kind of share, not in the same exact way, yours is more in the, in the physical fitness realm. But I believe in this space, there's not, it's not a competitive spot. I feel like what I've noticed about just my experience over the last like six months or so is that people are genuinely interested in helping other people in the same realm, because you know, like if we work together and I introduce you to someone that will help you help them, it's one of those things where I feel like people are, are constantly looking to help each other up. And it's, it's the abundance mindset. It's not like a table where there's only, you know, five pieces of pie. It's like everybody takes a piece of pie and there's another piece there for everyone else to eat. 
Dude, abundance, you nailed it. The universe is full of abundance. There's no more scarcity mindset. That's all bullshit. All this supply and demand is constructs for capitalism. It doesn't mean capitalism is good or bad. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying scarcity is a bunch of bullshit to get you to think a certain way that there's only so much limited supply and then you have to be greedy and this and that. The universe is full of abundance. There's more than plenty for all of us. And when everybody does better, everybody does better. So like you said, the more you're helping people out, the more they're going to want to help you and everybody just levels up together. So that's a mindset of switching from scarcity to abundance and switching more importantly from the victim to the victor, because you're in control of your own reality. Your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions are all you're in control of. That's it. You are not in control of the weather, what he says, what she says, the score of a game, what the stock market does, what somebody does in traffic. That has nothing to do with you. That is their karma. That is their shit to deal with. You can only deal with your shit. Shit happens, and then you can either react to it emotionally, or you can take a deep breath and respond how you want to react. That choice is always yours. That choice will always, always, always be yours. Even whether it's a split second or whether you have time to sleep on it and breathe it out, you can always choose how you're going to think, feel, and act. I love that. And one thing that's resonated with me, um, uh, Julie has told me a couple of times, one, one quote that I love that she says is it's about not having to catch shit balls. You know, people are going to throw shit balls at you. And I'm for the longest of my life, I made it a point. I was trying to catch everyone's shit balls and just fucking, oh, and you don't have to catch that shit, you know, because some, because someone else is in a negative mind space and they're upset or they're angry, they're throwing shit balls at you. Fucking let that shit pass by. And I've gone to the next level. That's beautiful. Where you're like dodging the shit balls now. And it's like active. Now I'm like in the matrix where I stop the shit ball and I feel sorry and compassion for them that something happened to you and you haven't worked on your shit that you feel you got to throw shit balls at people. So then you give them love and compassion and empathy. And you're like, I'm sorry that you're throwing shit balls at people, but I got stuff to do. and I don't got time for that. And I freeze it like it does in the matrix and drops the bullet down on the ground and I just keep going. So it's not even about dodging the bullets anymore. It's I walk right through them. In my mind, I'm playing out you as Neo, like leaning backwards and there's piles of shit falling at your right now. All day. Because people are never going to stop talking shit. I love it. And that's on them. That is completely on them. And um, before you were talking about just that idea of the negative mindset and like you, it's it's what you're choosing to see. I, I talked about it in a podcast a while ago. And basically the idea was if I told you to look around the room and find everything that you can see in that room, that's, that's red. Right. And I say, okay, you know, give you 10 seconds and find everything that's red in that room. Now close your eyes and, and tell me everything that's green. You'd be like, well, I, 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 you have me with the red shit. Well, if you're constantly looking for negativity in your life, you're going to find it. You will see negativity. If you decide in the opposite way to go for, I'm going to look for the positive things in my life and focus on those things, those things will become more apparent to me. And I will see them and I can go towards those positive things. Then, So some people walk around all negative and paranoid that the universe and people are conspiring against them and they're all nervous and anxious and they're paranoid that something's going to happen. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm pronoid. Only good things happen to me. The universe is conspiring in my favor. I'm creating this reality. I can do anything that I want because I believe it. No one's going to stop. And then where's, so, so then you go, all right, where's your proof? And I go, all right, where's your proof? 
Because like you were saying before, there is no yesterday. There is no tomorrow. Those are constructs in your mind. Sure, there's a calendar and there's a clock and we can schedule things out. But the only thing that truly exists is the present moment. You're only here right now. There's no way that you can prove. Where's the future? It's in your head. That's a bunch of bullshit. So if you're making up a negative story about the future, oh my God, what if this happens? Oh my God, what if that happens? Okay, I'll make up a new story of we're going to have the biggest podcast ever and we're going to be rich and we're going to help millions of people and we're going to give back and save the world. And I'm so serious about that then yeah. that I can even tell you, I got two boards in my room that I write this shit on. You've seen, I got two notebooks that I write this shit on and I meditate twice a day uh, and visualize all the shit. Then I walk around all day filming multiple podcasts and telling people and typing to people the same thing I'm saying. And they echo it back to me. Yeah. Oh shit. They're like, Oh, you are special. You are vibing high. You are, you guys are going to be successful. And I'm like, yeah, we already are. I feel rich right now. And if you, if you look for evidence of negativity, you'll find it. You'll find, like, if that's what you're looking for. Conversely, if, if I'm looking for things that are going to confirm that this is going to be successful and that we are going to change people's lives, we will find that as well. But it's like, it because I'm still alive. So every single thing, and this is everybody out there, every single thing that you've been through before, if you're still breathing, you made it. So you're a success. You don't even realize how big of a fucking success you are. You have no idea. Think back on all the bad things that happened. Instead of carrying that baggage, oh my God, this happened to me. No, it didn't. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And now you're stronger because of it. So be grateful for that shit. I'm grateful for every horrible thing that happened to me. I'm grateful for every roadblock, every adversity, every hater. Everybody, you know, many people, even in my family and close friends said, oh, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. Oh, you got type two diabetes. You're smoking cigarettes. You're 320 pounds or this and that. And people would laugh at me. I go, okay, we'll see. Doubt me. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun when I prove you wrong. And once again, this ain't about proving anything to anybody else except for yourself, because I can't change their mindset with my words. I can only change it with my actions and show them. And it goes back to your point of the, the shit balls being thrown at you. Once you realize that they're carrying this negativity around them and it's just finding ways to help people understand that, you know, they're probably dealing with something in their own lives that are causing them to react to you in that, in that specific way. They 100% are. And that's why I said, I feel bad for people that talk shit. Cause it's like, Oh, you're taking energy out of your day to hate, to talk some shit and throw shit balls on people. When all my energy all day is focused on how can I be better and how can I help people? That's it. That's my, all my energy is focused on. I don't give a fuck what people think, what people do. Other people's opinions of me are none of my business. They're none of my fucking business, then. I don't care. I'm going to prove people with my actions and my kindness and my compassion. And that's it. If people want to say things and they're like, oh, you're amazing. Thanks for sharing. I know. I know. You're, I know I'm amazing. And if they want to say, oh, you're a piece of shit. I go, thanks for sharing. I know I'm great. I, I, I don't care about people's opinions. I just don't. So this, the podcast will be released. Um, obviously, people are going to listen to, listen to this via audio. We'll also release this on Instagram um, and on YouTube eventually. So behind you, there's, a, there's that Infinity logo. So talk to me a little bit about the Infinity Project. This is something that we put out there on Instagram. And, um, you know, just, just tell me a little bit about what that is behind you right now. So 
basically since um, a lot of gyms got shut down and people are doing home workouts and a lot of people got demotivated and, and, and got off track, government shutting things down. Um, so now you have no social contact because you were meeting at the gym, the barbershop, the bar, school, whatever. Um, all that's shut down from a social aspect. Some of the gyms are shut down and you got to wear a stupid mask, which is useless and you can't breathe anyway. So that's hindering some people. And like I said, some people are just demotivated or doing half-ass shit at home. We came up with a way to, like you said, incorporate all the layers of the human experience and health and fitness, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and have a group setting for total human optimization and physical, mental, emotional transformation. So basically it's a group fitness course that's different than anything else you've ever seen because there's so many courses out there where you pay for a trainer to tell you to jump up and down on zoom, or they email you a spreadsheet to do three sets of 10 and eat chicken and broccoli and whatever, um, or P90X where you do it for 90 days. And then on the 91st day, you're like, what the fuck do I do now? This is a community and a tribe that we're making to get like-minded people and raise their vibration so that they can go and positively influence other people. And I'm talking about the way that they think, the way that they breathe, the way that they walk, the way that they eat, the way that they exercise, the way that they communicate to each other, the way that they communicate to themselves. And if it's going to be men, I'm telling you, what is the most one thing you can say height, you can say a pretty face, you can say muscles, you can say all these things. The number one thing women are attracted to is confidence. I tell people all the time, like young kids, how do I get a girl? How do I do this? How do I talk? Oh my God, I'm so scared to talk to this girl. What should I do? I said, be yourself. And they're like, well, that's cliche. I'm like, all you need is authenticity and courageousness. Be yourself and be confident. And that's it. So we're going to teach people how to do that in the infinity project from scratch, from everything. Like I said, what toothpaste to buy. So you're not putting chemicals in your mouth, what foods to eat, how much water to drink, how to stretch, how to breathe through your nose with your diaphragm, eventually how to meditate and breath work to reach uh, spiritual stuff where you can separate those evil voices in your head, that negative voice in your head that you know is not you from you know, your higher self, from your ego, and you can calm your ego down, the pinball machine and the monkeys jumping on the bed and all the voices in your head when you can't sleep at night. You can tell them to calm down through breath work and build some confidence and talk to yourself with more confidence and you radiate and exude that throughout the day. So basically the infinity project is a 90 day total health optimization transformation course where, like I said, we're not dropping you off at the bus stop on the 91st day. We're building community that's going to last for forever. And it's something that it's how you and I were introduced to one another. Um, I don't even remember. It's, it's been a couple months now, but I've like, I um, mentioned the beginning when we first kind of came together and you said it felt like we had known each other for years. And I think it's because we've both been through, you know, very unique individual journeys, but we basically both went through life transformations at different points in our life. Obviously I'm, I'm older than you now, but we both have to kind of say, okay, I'm going to make this mental, spiritual, emotional shift happen. But it started with that action initially. The other thing I wanted you to just have an opportunity to just talk a little uh, bit to us about was um, the bridge podcast. So tell us a little bit about what you do on the bridge. So that is the most, uh, the most fun and fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. So basically about a year ago at this time, um, I was making the most money I ever made in my life. 
um, at a gym, helping so many people literally living my dream. And then the government shut down and, uh, they said that I, my life is non-essential. So I went, I'm making less than 20% of the money I was making. I, I got this feeling in my gut that the TV's lying and shady shit's going on all that aside, like some people actually are dying. Too many people are living in fear and it's just all this stress. And then there's race riots and like all this shit going on. And I fall back into the same depression that I had 10, 15 years ago when I was fucked up. Right. So that just shows you, you could have a six pack and all kind of money and all this shit. But if your head ain't right, you can fall right back into those bad negative patterns. Right. So I was talking to my buddy, John, John Matthew, that you could also follow um, on Instagram. Brilliant, brilliant guy, brilliant page and he saves my life then i'm sitting there ready to fucking throw a toaster in the bathtub and he goes no 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 this is a good thing this is how we take our step to the next level and we help more people he's like if you're staying in the gym for 12 hours and you help 12 people it's not the same as having 500,000 instagram followers and a podcast with hundreds of thousands of listeners that you could reach the whole world and he goes so we're going to start immediately and I go, oh shit. And like you said, for do it, we went and got that same microphone you got from fucking Walmart that day with a fucking stupid mask on in the, in the midst of the pandemic. Um, when it when it really was crazy, like last March or whatever, when, when people didn't know what was going on and people are wearing plastic bags on their heads and grabbing on the toilet paper. And we went and got a microphone. And every single day we recorded for three hours and um, just to like figure out yeah. how to do it. Or whatever. Then since we started posting and started Instagram um, and started posting on YouTube and now we're on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and all that, we've recorded two a week without fail, whether there was a blizzard, whether fucking somebody died. I don't care about outside circumstances. We recorded two a week since we started. Um, and it's uh, I cannot be more grateful for the people that are supporting me. That's what I write down, to be honest with you, in my um in my journal and my manifestation journal and my gratitude journal is I'm so grateful for the people that support me because they've seen me go from not that followers fucking mean anything, but point being is in a couple of months, just exponential growth and nothing but positive positivity. Um, and that's just what I'm grateful for is the people that support me. So basically the, the bridge podcast is the bridge between science and spirituality because we know that everything in the universe is connected everything on earth is connected and everything within your body is connected so it's physical mental and emotional and spiritual um health but the physical like i said nobody wants to hear three sets of 10 bench press and uh eight ounces of chicken and four ounces of broccoli that's boring so we get into more philosophy and spirituality and showing that all races and all religions and all genders can come together because at the end of the day there's one race and it's the human race and there's good people and there's bad people and that's it. And I'm on team good people. And that's who we're broadcasting to. So I think that's the biggest thing I'm grateful for is now that I'm even thinking about it. These people that support me that I'm so grateful for, they're across the globe then, and they're all different ages and races and all this shit. And I could not be more happy. It's, uh, you know, twice a week we record Monday and Wednesday. So release them on Tuesday and Thursday and we just sit there and pick a topic that relates to fitness, but 
we barely touch it on physical fitness and we go deep into spirituality and emotional practices. And, um, you know, we're, we're quoting Rumi, the poet and Buddha and Jesus, and just our own, um, philosophical texts and spiritual texts and religious texts and personal experiences that we've had. Um, and, uh, it's just such a great time and people love it and they want to hear just authenticity and love and positivity. And that's all I'm ever bringing. So whether or not anybody's listening or not, I'm never stopping because nobody can stop me. It's funny. My alarm just went off that I need to DM Tomas to write 750 words. Right, right. Oh, that's right. Cause it's nighttime for him. Right. It's yeah. He's over there in, in Ireland. It's uh, it's eight o'clock over there right now. Hey, um, I just want to say, I mean, just by talking to you, I know that people that are listening can certainly feel one, your authenticity to the level of confidence, but just three, this vibe that you have that like you are going to take control of the, like you just, it's there at your fingertips. It's right there for you. And I, I know whatever you put your, whatever you decide to go into, it's going to be successful just because the energy that you have is contagious. So I know I, I, I value you as a friend now, and I value um, just being able to be a part of your life on this journey that you're going through, because I just see what you're doing has such value and such worth. And um, you're changing the world, man. You absolutely are. I am, man. Thank you so much. I feel the same way about you, Dan. I'm, I'm so grateful that we met, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. And if you zoom out, you got to think about it. Like I said, I went to high school with your sister. And then next thing you know, I see your brother. And the next thing you know, we're working together. Dude, none of that is coincidence. I don't fucking believe in coincidences, man. This is perfect. And I'm so grateful for you and so appreciative of your friendship. And uh, we are, we are going to change the world, man. Me and you. Amen. All of us. All of us. Hey, so where can uh, where can people find you, Sean? Tell us where we can find you. Well, like I said, my confidence and my mental state and my physical muscles and on my emotional practices and all this shit doesn't mean anything. I'm here on earth to help people. That is my mission. That's my passion. That's my purpose. I am fit for service on earth to save humanity and give back in any way that I can. And uh, if you guys want to follow me at Coach Sean Nixon, Dennis will put the link in there. Um, I got like one minute podcast clips and the full clips, like I said, are on YouTube and Spotify and all that. And, um, basically it's just truth, freedom, positivity, some fitness stuff, and a lot of like, uh, spiritual, like jokes and memes just to, just to get people thinking. And I just want questions. I want people to think for themselves and question everything and love themselves because then that's how you break free from the matrix of sitting at the desk, color within the lines, stay in the lines, don't break the rules, whatever. Don't worry about the rules. Worry about your moral self and be good to yourself. I think you can do anything you want as long as you don't hurt another person, an animal, or the environment. Then you can do whatever the hell you want. That's my motto. So follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, ask me some questions like, what the hell does that mean? This guy sounds crazy. I want people to think I'm crazy so I can explain myself and get you to think and question things. And you've also taught us how to stop a ship ball in its tracks and that's drop it. it like the bullets in the matrix. Confident. But that's once again, last thing, that's what the matrix is. When in the beginning, I don't know if people have seen the movie, but you gotta, you gotta see it. He is going to jump from a rooftop to the other thing. It's to a, to another rooftop. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, Oh, you're the one you can make it. But he's like him telling me doesn't mean anything. Like if I don't believe it, I can't make it. And then he doesn't make it until he realizes the matrix around you is based on your belief and your confidence. It's not, it's not a computer program or some shit. It's you make your own reality with what you believe. 
Sean, it was great talking today, my brother. I will. Uh, I will do this again. But Sean, you, you definitely look for Sean on the Building Men podcast. So we'll, we'll, we're going on this journey together. Um, so I wanted to have everyone have an opportunity to, to get to know Sean. He's like the wizard of our group. Um, so get to know Sean a little bit. And um, as always, feel free to reach out to me, buildingmencoach at gmail.com. Follow me, building.men on Instagram and Building Men podcast on Facebook. Sean, so good to see you today, brother. I will talk to you soon. Love you, man. Thanks, Dan. I love you, brother. Take care, brother.